2: Welcome to 49 Unbeaten, the official Arsenal Battle podcast. I'm joined by Ben, Jack and Dan to preview Arsenal versus Tottenham, Emirates Stadium Sunday at half past four. How are we feeling about this one? Because we we always go into derbies just underwhelmed almost. But we're off the back of a European victory, which historically doesn't bode well in terms of next games. Um, it's, is it a meaningless fixture now? So in terms, of, in, terms of, <laughs> in terms of in terms of like in terms of the
3: league, yep, Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
2: In terms of the league, we're not gonna neither of us are going to anything in the league. We're both focusing on winning the European Cup. Is it just going to be like a? Eh? No, oh. the North London Derby is always of
0: course not. Yeah. Of course not. North London Derby is always, no matter what, the biggest game of the season.
3: I don't care. I don't care where we finish this season. We have to beat Spurs. <laughs> I don't care. We I have just, to beat I, them.
1: I just think it's so. Like with no with fans there, I can understand, but no fans there. All I'm, I can't even meet my Spurs mates. The worst I'm gonna get is a text message saying, "Hey, we, we lost." Yeah. And it's all we've got to hold on to at the moment. Okay, let's have our moment. Yeah, let's but have our moment. I'd rather I'd rather get through the Europa League. It's why a couple of podcasts ago yeah. I was saying we should have played a stronger team for Olympiacos. You know, at the end of the day, if if we win the Europa League this season, I'm not gonna look back and go, oh, "But we lost to Spurs, so it doesn't really matter." <laughs> Whereas if we beat
2: Spurs but don't make yeah. it through the Europa League, I'll be like. Yeah. So what? Yeah. It's obviously it's a big game in terms of the hatred between the club, hatred between the fans. But I sort of agree with Ben. It's just like it's not going to go towards anything. You oh, don't I get don't. a trophy for beating your rivals. You don't get. It's it's bragging rights, isn't it? It's bragging for about six months until we play them again.
3: I think because because I think because we lost to them in the in the away fixture, we have to. We know. We have to win at home. We can't we can't let's let Spurs take six points from us no. in the season. It's is, not happened for you know,
2: ages, has it? I, don't, I know I
3: know exactly. And the fact that they're also having an equally as bad season as us, it's not like they're doing any better. So we don't have any excuses. You know they, they are seven points ahead in fairness. I know. Yeah, but yeah, but, you, know, but, you, know, but you know what I mean. But you know what I mean they're, they're still you know where scenes before there were you know in the Champions League qualification spaces. You know, potentially wanting to get Europa League like us. You know, we're sort of, you know, in that bracket in mid-table where, I mean, Spurs still obviously have a bigger chance of qualifying for Europe, but you know, they're still in that mid-table section with us. So I think we can't let we can't let them take six points from us. I think that's why it's you know it's it's an awful London derby as well. Like you, you know, you have to be excited for. it, I think
2: Mm. like every every game's a must-win, but. It feels special. I, th- I know in the grand scheme of things, it won't make or break our season, but it it feels like a game that we need to win. I, I think
1: um, every game has been a need to win since Christmas.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: We were saying that, before, weren't
3: we? We were saying before, like, um, every single game since Christmas, we said, oh, if we, we have to win every single game from now on to have any chance of qualifying for Europe. And now we've just lost to Burnley, and as I said before,
2: hey, we drew. We drew. We drew. Oh,
3: sorry, sorry, we drew. And it felt like a loss, sorry. but
1: we
3: <laughs> <drew>. <laughs> Exactly, it felt like a loss, but you know, when we drew to Burnley, and now we're saying again, we've got to win every game from now on. It's
1: well, the the, the the problem is, every time you think that Europe's beyond you in this league, someone else screws up as well. Yeah. So, yeah. like, when you're looking at the fixtures, you're thinking, oh. We've got Palace, Brighton, Sheffield United towards the back end of the season again. Like, we can win those games quite comfortably. If we can find form now and win, like, the nine of the last ten games of the season, I mean, mean, Spurs would be a big one and maybe Liverpool. But, like, we've we've got the opportunity, especially given a lot of those games are against teams around us, we've got the opportunity to really make a good dent into the top
2: eight, I suppose
1: it is now. It's not, I'm not we're, saying it.
2: We're still in the like, midst of, like, a horrible run of games. So if we got through Man City and thought, OK, Burnley could be tough. And then we get Spurs. And then we've got another European League game. And then we got West Ham, who are doing well. And then potentially another European game. And then we've got, um say so we've got, like, Everton still coming up. We've still got some horrible games. And it's, it's like we said, every game is a must-win, but it's because that point now is, are we favourites for these games? Five years ago, we would have been favourites for Everton. Now, maybe not.
1: Well, that, that's the thing, isn't it? Every, as we get worse, every game gets harder. Yeah. So Everton, yeah. as you say, like we could go there. I remember under Arsene Wenger, we used to go there and get pretty good results pretty often. And now it's sort of like, are we going to get anything? Do you expect yeah. to get anything? And the West, same.
0: Well, West Ham this season have been much improved too. Yeah, exactly. I was
1: about to say same with West Ham, yeah. same with Villa, same with Leicester, same with even like Leeds United. You you want to back the side, but also we know this Arsenal side. We've watched them for 40 games already this season. Yeah. We know exactly what they're capable of at both ends of the pitch. And it's one of those where you just like we've made so many stupid mistakes this season that you can see us losing every single game from a stupid mistake.
2: Yeah, it's but I think I think Spurs is different, I think, with having someone like McKellen management, I think he he understands how big of a game it is. I don't think Emery quite grasped it, but I mean, in in two, his two attempts, he's not beating them. So I don't know. I mean, he's, got, he's lost both, have not he?
1: Because there was yeah. the Klasenach era of that played in on last season, and then the Thomas party walking off the pitch during a counter attack this season. Yeah um sorry to remind you jack <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i mean he's you you say emery didn't understand i think he did because we got some pretty good results against spurs under emery yeah. like we got that we got that 4-2 which is i mean that I'll be honest that's the one i was thinking of immediately yeah when uh when Herrera scored and then took his shirt off and that was probably the best thing he's ever I done. Love, was that goal. No,
2: don't, do not disrespect. My <laughs> don't, man get him don't get him don't started. Don't get him started
1: on Herrera. <laughs> do
2: not disrespect Terreira, man Lucas like that. Honestly, Terreira, you not learned Terreira so peaked far. Peaked you not learned.
0: Herrera <laughs> peaked in that game. Herrera, I mean, uh, Emery's Arsenal peaked in that game effectively, mm-hmm. and then it all just went downhill from yeah. there. Disrespect.
3: That was the best, best performance, accompanied with um the um uh, Valencia. Um, Ooh, yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah i think yeah. also you say emery got us some good results i think that's the only time emery actually beat spurs because the 4-2 and then at the emirates it was the 2-2 draw and then we lost twice at their place
1: i'll be honest that's the one that i remember yeah like, of course
0: yeah naturally naturally
1: the big games you know this is this is what i mean though like unless we're going to go and beat them 4-2-5-2 but they're the ones that stick out. I don't remember us losing 1-0 in 2015 to Spurs if we yeah. did. You know, 2-1. It doesn't matter. Like, we lose that game. We move on. Carry on. Yeah. That's, but, that's, that's fair enough.
2: Is, is it the most meaningful game to Arsenal fans? Is that the game everyone looks to? Is that the North game
0: London you at? Derby. 100%. North London derby. I mean, you see it, you see it with all the, all the predictions, all the previews. Every Arsenal fan will say... The second the fixture list is released, where's the North London derby? Where's uh, yeah. home and away? You look, you look for your other big ones like Manchester United, Chelsea. <laughs> Those are probably your other ones you look for. But straight away, it's where's Tottenham? Where's Tottenham? Yeah. Like North London derby, no matter the context, is always the biggest game of our season. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, and, I, I always look at the the first three games and last three games as well. Yeah, yeah, You can always get you can always get a pretty good idea from there how Arsenal are going to do. Like we, if we start with Chelsea and Man City, you can tell it's going to be a interesting season. Yeah,
0: and if, if you we're end them, the you look at the final games to see where we're going to be lift, lifting the league trophy at, uh, which ground we're going to be lifting it at. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: it's. But we we've both had, as Jack said, we've both had poor seasons by our standards, but we're both in the last sixteen of a European competition. Both have won our legs. I know they played at home, so they've got almost a geographical advantage of they don't have to travel. They're in a final of a League Cup, but you expect City to beat them. It's, it's not been great for the North London teams this year, has it? And it's... it's Normally, this game would receive a lot of hype, and I, I've just not seen it or felt it this year.
3: Yeah, it's quite disappointing, isn't it? yeah. Where, both teams have failed to reach, you know, heights of previous seasons. And now, now, as you mention it, going into this North London derby is sort of like, well, if any team loses, it's not going to affect our season because our seasons are technically already over, aren't they? You know, yeah. other than, you know, other than, you know, the European competitions and obviously Spurs got the final to play. Yeah. If you, if, 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 you know, as you put it like that, it's quite disappointing to know, you know, where there's previous hype. But I think, Ben, you said before the podcast started, the fact that there's no fans in the stadiums as well, I think also adds to a little bit the meaning yeah. of it in a way. But yeah, it's just,
2: it's, 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 it's just. I think I think feel, I'm feeling a bit like I'm feeling a bit low going into it. Just there's no buzz around it at all. It's it's not been built up by Sky or BT. I forgot I have the rights to I think it's Sky. Sky
1: Sunday game.
2: There's nothing. There's nothing there. You normally sort of see they get ex pros on the sort of maybe get a brief show an interview with Thierry Henry. There's there's nothing. There's there's just a lull around it. I don't no. know because we we it's a day after a European game, finish that and then let's focus about it for the next couple of days. But it's it doesn't seem to have that attention to it anymore. Considering the poor season we both had.
0: No. Without without fans, it is just unfortunately another game of football. Yeah. But like, it is yeah. so underappreciated how much fans make a football match. And I think it's everyone's had a real eye-opener to um, even players staff have really kind of seen the yeah. difference. In football it is nothing without fans. Like if there wasn't for fans, then but like, it's it's part of the entertainment, like the crowd yeah. being here at the football game. And it's it just doesn't have that buzz about it anymore. And it is literally just, unfortunately, another 90 minutes of football, which is incredibly important And you try and get yourself hyped up for. But unfortunately, because there isn't 60-odd thousand people at the Emirates getting behind the Arsenal side, it's it just it isn't one to, unfortunately, kind of see in that light anymore. Yeah. But
1: I think, so. but I th- I think as well, the, there's... A similar thing across all games this season. I think the Manchester derby had no hype either, really. No. I think it's just a case of both the fans aren't there, which, as you say, is a huge issue, but also the games are so, so often. Every game is televised, and games are basically every day. Yeah. Like We looked. We had the Monday night fixture, which was Chelsea playing. Who were they playing? Um, I can't remember if I I think Chelsea played. And then that was a 6pm game. Yeah. And then you had you had an eight, and then you had Tuesday, and Wednesday with Champions League. You had Thursday was Europa League. Tonight there's another game, and then there'll be you know a full full fixture list over the weekend, and games every three days, without fans just become quite a drain. Yeah, yeah. like if there are fans there, you get that little boost. I would guess as a player, but like if fans on there, it's just oh, this is just another game we're playing another team they're all right, we're all right, let's see what happens. You know, it's there's hard, no passion in it.
2: <laughs> it's hard to keep track of what games are happening because you sort of... Like you said, there's games happening every two days and you're like, oh, they're playing then and sort of... I've only got to wait another hour until the next game and it's...
1: Yeah. It's just a bit... It's, it's, it's kind of cool in a way. But also, yeah, like, yeah. Because, because, they're in, because they want to show every single game, you get, like, so instead of six 3pm games... Yeah, I on a Saturday, you'll get one, and then you'll get like four on a Sunday, four on a Saturday, one on a Friday, one on a Monday,
2: eight o'clock you know? at night on a Saturday night. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, it, it's never just, just playing too much football, but it's it's almost feels they're forcing like it's very different with the World Cup or if they for the like the Champions League, is like a mini tournament, but you're, you're sort of playing 38 games in the space of what feels like not even 38 weeks. It's so it's draining, almost, to sort of say, oh, yeah, we've got game on Saturday, we've got European game, then we've got a game on Sunday, then we play Tuesday, and then we get a week off, and then we're playing Thursday, and it's, it's, it's hard to keep track, almost. Um Where can we see this going tactically? Because, I, I mean, I've sort of seen Charles Watts and journalists sort of saying that the team on Thursday was an inclination that certain players would be rested and certain players come back in. I just... I want to put out a team that I'm confident in, but I'm very worried we're going to see rest for this game, considering he yeah. played.
1: What What would you constitute a team that you're confident in?
2: I'd be would, more confident you say, seeing Aubameyang and Saka start than I would necessarily be with Lacazette and Pepe.
3: Yeah, so are you saying the team that started against Olympiacos would be, that would be the team that you'd feel confident would, you know, give Spurs a go?
2: On the whole, I mean, I'd rather Cedric oh, over right, Bellerin, yeah. To be perfectly honest, um, the form he was in, Mari maybe over Gabriel, but Gabriel had a decent game and scored. So, on the whole, yeah, but maybe with a few exceptions. I think
0: Parthi Shakraviva is quite important. I think that should be in the build.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think Parthi coming off, uh, sort of, is it? Indi- obviously, we can't predict anything, but uh, it's looking like that he could potentially start on Sunday because of him being substituted you know in the
2: second half so should we go through the cedric. team that we want to see
1: I've yeah th- i mean i think the team we will see will be something like leno and then cedric
2: holding could- mary should
1: we, go
2: should we go through it yeah go for it go 11, yeah. We'd to do, yeah so Le- leno in goal obviously no debate Cedric at no, right back or better in
3: are we doing who we think or who we would
2: like Let's go. Who we want? I think you never know, predict a Mikel Arteta team. Yeah, I would.
0: Um, I would rather see Bellerin, personally because he's he's one of those players that gets the North London derby. And he, I remember last season. Yes, it was a difficult result, but when he he just kind of really found a new burst of life. And I think he's one of the players that I want on that pitch in the North London derby. And then said been, the second leg.
3: Yeah, because obviously he's been at Arsenal for so long. He knows what it means. He, he's experienced so many Northlands, obviously. I think it'd be important for, for him to start, I think, yeah. over Cedric.
1: I, th- I think I, if he's fit enough to play 90 minutes again, I'd play him, but I yeah. think Cedric will probably start.
2: Yeah. I, I think Cedric will start. I'd rather Cedric in, but I mean, I'm happy to put Bellerin into our combined team. Um, center Halves. Interesting one, I think. Gabriel Who... and Louise for you. Gabriel and Luis for you. Yeah.
1: Holding a Mary for me. I think no,
3: it's tough. I think Gabriel and Louise. I I like
1: that partnership a lot. I I I like I like the partnership, but I think that Arteta likes to sort of rotate his two partnerships. And I think Pablo Mari against Harry Kane would actually be really quite interesting on a tactical level. Yes,
3: because he doesn't
1: need the most pace to negate Harry Kane. Whereas I think Gabriel, his tendency to rush into a challenge. Might leave us a bit exposed if you've got Son and Bale running in behind. Kevin yeah. Luiz does it as well. Well, yeah, exactly. Holding, holding, and Maria maybe more, maybe safer hands mm-hmm. in terms of they don't, they're not get out, get in your faces defenders. They're sort of let the midfield press and then deal with the ball when it comes in.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not your biggest fan, but I think this is a game that Louise knows how to win yeah. in his Chelsea days. Yeah. Um, I, I'm with Ben though. I, I like I like Mary so I personally want Louise and Mary But um, I just doesn't normally combine them. Um, I'll probably if we're saying I'll probably say Louise and Gabrielle then if we're thinking of a partnership. But yeah, um, I'd, I'd rather see Louise and Mary just because I think that'd be an interesting dynamic. Like you set up against. The
1: and Tini's a no-brainer, right?
2: yeah, straight away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so so are Partey and Xhaka. Yeah,
1: I think yep. so as well. If they're fit, they'll best play 100 yeah. percent I think
2: Partey playing 54 minutes or something like that is a real tell that it's an important game for him.
1: Well um, he he's crucial for us, isn't he? Oh, like, yeah. he's, like, he's the most important player, both in terms of ball progression and also winning the ball back. Yeah. He takes oh. that midfield up a whole nother level.
0: Our four most imp- well, our five most important players are I would say Leno. Tierney, Partey, Saka, and Aubameyang.
2: Yeah. Um, Those are the players
0: that, that our core team is built around.
2: Yeah. Um, I think the next sort of right wing, if he's fit, Bukayo Saka, is who we'd like to yeah. see. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: We're probably gonna see Willian.
1: I think we'll see Saka probably. I think yeah. William, really, yeah. William
0: played basically the full 90 didn't he against the NBA, of course
3: he played the full 90 uh, no, got another not. assist as well so that's another one to add to the tally
0: I'd like I'd well, I would like to see Saka on the right and Pepe on the left that's my opinion
1: yeah and Smith Rowe in the middle I, know, I don't I don't know yeah no I I just think Smith Rowe probably well if if, if, if you're going to start on players that sort of get the North London derby with, if that's the reason you're starting Baller yeah. Yeah. Smithrow is one of those players, and I think Smithrow, if he's fit enough to play 90 minutes, I'm not sure it will be. I, I, he is, I,
0: I I'm like holding back about because he came on for the, some time against Olympiacos, but I'm just questioning is he fully fit? Yeah,
1: he looked really sharp against Olympiacos, yeah. to be fair. He did look good when he came can, on,
0: yeah. I can
3: see our starting, start in Smithrow to be fair. I yeah. can over just Odegaard. Because, mm-hmm. Over Odegaard. Yeah. Maybe maybe just because against Spurs, we need that bit more of a direct attacking approach in a way but but then again you don't really know what you're going to get do you really obviously in this um, obviously in, in this fixture
2: so Saka we'd like to see on the right all agreed yeah yeah Smith Rowe guy down the middle of the three Smith Rowe Jack
0: yeah Dan. Yeah, I agree
2: yeah. yeah happy with that and then left wing Pepe
3: bummyang, I think. Ooh. Yeah.
1: Either, either, to be honest.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I, I think... I think I'd like to see Yang on the left, just so that... But do you think, if, say for, example, say for example, Pepe did start on the left, do you think he'd start like a set over a No. Yeah. I think
2: Aubameyang Aubameyang will play this game no matter what. Yang has to... Uh, uh, where, he has to play this game. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm. Um, I think um, I, I'd say I'd say Pepe probably has to play this game as well, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so as well. You I mean you look at Ori? Ori has not had the best of seasons. He's been okay in moments, but I'd really like to see Pepe test him and see if he can.
3: He has done really well on the left.
0: How's Abamian played on, there? Abamian on the left-hand side, kind of, he's good at scoring goals. But when it comes to in a game when we're probably not going to have as much as a ball, you want ball carriers that can move the ball. And Aubameyang is someone that likes to receive the ball in advanced positions but can't really move with the ball. And Pepe can carry and beat players and Oba can't really do that. So I personally like to see Pepe in this game because I think it might be a tough game for possession, kind of wise.
2: Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Pepe Pepe on the left then?
0: Um,
3: yeah, I'm happy to go with Pepe. And yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Aubameyang down the middle. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's going to be the team that starts, but no. it's a pretty good team. Who do you think will start? Who do you think will come in there? Uh I think Cedric plays I think
1: I think Murray holding play. Yeah.
2: I, I think I think, uh, think William is involved somehow.
1: And um, I, I think Pepe will definitely play. Uh, I mean, he can't he's 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 been rested for the last two games. He can't not play as you say. I think Cedric will play so I think if Cedric plays I think Pepe works really well on the right with Cedric. Um, And it will be really interesting to see him attack Reggion because Reggion loves to get forward in the same way that Tierney does. So there might be a lot of space to attack. um, Well, you assume it will be Eric Dyer and Devinson Sancho at centre-back for them. Um, And they're not the most... Neither of them are the quickest or the most um, sensible when it comes to defending. So it will be fun to see him have a go. Um, And I think on the left we'll probably see Willian as much as it pains me slightly. I'd love to see Martinelli thrown in, but again, I don't really know what's going on with that. I think he's just being sort of eased back into things. So we might get him for 30 minutes if the result's going all right. Yeah. But, yeah the thing with Martinelli as well is that we haven't really had a game to chuck him back into yet. You want a game where you're cruising 3-0 in like the 70th minute and Martinelli can get 20 minutes to get his minutes up. But we've had Olympiacos where we were 1-1 at 80 minutes. We've had Burnley where we were 1-1. We've had Benfica. Um, yeah, we've just had horrible games for him, to like horrible situations for him to try and come into. Yeah. Because if he doesn't do something right, you know, if he misplaces a pass at 1-1, that's suddenly hugely
2: scrutinised. Yeah. yeah. Um, just bring it to the end, where can we see this going with score? Like, I know it's know our favourite part of the show to predict the outcome of a of a game that we don't even have team news for yet. Um, so I'll start with you Dan just talk us through sort of your school prediction and maybe why.
0: I can see it being a very cagey game. I don't know. We're, we're at home this time so it's Yeah. It's, it feels like a long time. Yeah, it feels like a very long time since we last played. I think the last time we played Spurs at home it's got to be ages ago now. I can't even remember. But um
1: it's, it feels like a while, yeah.
2: When was it? Last well, season, probably. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can't remember. Was it March? When, was it March was last it, year? Was no.
0: it when you was still in charge, or
2: was it? Was am I thinking back too far? Emory had one, and Arteta had one last season, and Arteta had that,
0: and Arteta had one this year. Yeah. So yeah. No. Um. It's it's been a very long time since we played Spurs at the Emirates. So, but um, I think. I hope we can try and control the game a bit more. But I think Spurs are very dangerous. And the one player that scares me the most is Gareth Bale. I think he, he's a big danger man at the moment. So we'll have to um, to wait and see what the team um, throws at us on the day. Hopefully it's a strong 11. But um, I never predict an Arsenal loss, especially not against Spurs. Of course. But I'm going to say... Two one Arsenal. I don't think it's going to be like a big scoreline. I think
1: it's going to be tight. Fair, Ben. It's going to be sixteen 0 isn't it? Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in in more seriousness, I think Dan's writing will be quite a, well. It can go either one of two ways. It can be a really cagey affair, or it could be Spurs cast open with their first attack, or we give them a goal in the first five minutes, so it becomes a really like. So there's nothing you want less than Spurs trying to defend a lead and just hitting you on the counter with Son, Kane, and Bale. Um, I think it will probably be the former. I don't. I can't see an early goal. Um, although you know, I'm very good at foretelling things that won't happen and then do. Um, I think I'll go with Dan. I think it'll be two-one, two-two. I'll go with two-two just to be different. Jack. Can I just say, by the way, so I've just checked and the
0: last time we played Spurs at the Emirates was the 2-2 draw when Una Emery was still in charge. Jeez, so we haven't jeez. played them there for over a year now. It's September um, 2019.
1: Oh my God. That was a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean... Pre-COVID.
3: <laughs> it is a tough one to predict. North London derby can go either way. But as you said, I think... I don't think it's going to be... I don't want. I can't predict an Arsenal loss, but
1: come and sit on the fence
3: with me. There's space for both of us. uh, (laughs) I'm gonna. Actually, I'm gonna go a step further. Actually, I'm gonna go extreme. I don't think we're gonna concede. There you go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two-nil Arsenal.
1: I like it. And our resident pessimist.
2: Our resident (laughs) pessimist. Um, I don't have as much faith in this team as you do, Jack. I think we will concede. It is. I think we might concede more than once, and it'll be Kane and Bale just to rub salt in the wounds.
0: I mean, Harry Kane will get his penalty that he does always score against us. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Um, I I concur that we can't predict an Arsenal loss, so I'm going to have to say two-two. But what? Well, do you want me to go predict we're going to win three-nil, <laughs> Dan? Mate, you're yes. so negative, you're so negative. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think 2-2 is a respectable scoreline
0: against,
1: you... hmm. no? 2-2 <laughs> at the end, I know I've predicted it. And I think it will happen, but I wouldn't go as far as saying it's respectable against Spurs. No.
2: The, the, like... Gareth is now the best winger in the league. And... Yeah, but
1: it's Tottenham.
0: He's not William. Come on. William's got well, We're going to win 3 0. We're yeah. going to win 3 0. There you go. Okay. We're going to win
2: 3 0.
3: Better. Better. Come on, you got us.
2: Yeah. 3 <laughs> 0 uh, no Arsenal's conversation. Uh, let's see if any of those hopefully do come true. And we will be here on Sunday. Uh, maybe with an Instagram live once the team comes out. We'll see, maybe. Um, immediate reaction depending on the result. If we win 4-0... And,
1: and Josh's blood pressure, to be fair. And we'll
2: jump on a podcast and we'll we'll be beaming. If not, you won't see us until Monday, maybe Tuesday, depending on if we've recovered from that potential poor result. But in the meantime, thank you for watching or listening, depending on what you're doing. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment, share. Watch our previous video. We did an Olympiacos review. Uh, watch... Anything we've got on our YouTube channel, you'll definitely enjoy it if you've enjoyed this one. Uh, And we're looking forward to Sunday. Thank you and goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.